really truly haven't accepted Christ's love yourself yet. So today, focus on that in your life. Focus on accepting God's love for, for, for you so you can in return show that love to other people. Number two, love enough. Love enough. He's, he gives enough love. Every, every, you ever had a hard time loving God? I don't have a hard time loving God. But I do have a hard time sometimes receiving God's love, as we just talked about. And do you, have you ever doubted God's love? And when we doubt God's love, it's because he don't do stuff on our timeline. He don't do stuff the way we want it, when we want it, and how we want it. And so therefore, we doubt God. God, I thought you were. I thought I, you said and all this. And, and that's why we got to keep going back to that scripture. Or what I keep going back to is where God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. And so we got to understand that God's got a plan. I was talking to somebody last night at a, at a wedding and, a, and something that they, they really thought was God's will in their life didn't happen. And, but they really, really wanted this to happen. And, and, I, and I walked up to them and I hugged them. I said, listen, man, I just want you to understand that, that because that didn't happen and you really, you really put all your, your chips in that basket, it doesn't mean that, um, that, that God hasn't got his hand on you or, or he's failed you or what have you. Sometimes we want something so bad ourselves that God will give you a little bit of leash and say, okay, fine, go, go for it. Find out, you know, if, if you're that dogmatic, go ahead. And, you know, you ever told your kids that? Yeah, okay, fine, that's fine, go ahead. Go ahead and see what happens. You know, and so that's what God does. And so he, he tried this and it didn't work. And he's like, what in the world happened? And so that's what, that's what God does for us sometimes. And he says, okay, hey, you tried it. Now come back and let, and let me work it out for you. Let me, let me help you. Um, and let me work, 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 this, work this out for you to, to put you back on the right track and go forward. And we got to know that just because things don't work out the way we think it should. And I said, uh, I said what will happen is God will let you do it and come back. And then you will put you right back on track. And then you just got to keep going. You just got to know that, that if you're truly loving God and you're serving God and you want to do right, and yes, we all sin, but we ask for forgiveness and we got a good heart and we're trying to do our best, whatever happens in life is good with God because he's got, you're still going towards the cross. You got a right heart. You got a right motive. And God's okay when we mess up and we take a sidetrack as long as we know, he knows that we're going to come back. And we, we take a sidetrack and we're like, God, I'm sorry. I got off course. Just, and he's like, I got you. I got you. It's like, it's like he's just got you in his arms and he just keeps pulling you back, back and forth. But we get so distraught when things don't go our way or what we thought was God. And, oh, I must have missed God. I don't know God anymore. And that's not. It's just part of God's plan of saying, you know what? I got you. You just keep going. You keep focusing. I have you. I'm still here. I haven't left you. His love is enough. Have you ever thought about his love? Is his love enough to cover all your sin, all, all, the sin of the world, the hurt in the world, the selfishness of the world? I mean, that's got to be a lot of love to cover all that. Me and John were talking the other day, and I was just kind of overwhelmed thinking about that, about when he took all the, all, the, all the sin of the world. He took all the sin of the world upon himself and felt that pain. You know, when we sin a little bit, we feel pain, remorse, and guilt. Man, he took all the sin of the world. He, and he took, I told John, I said, he took all that sin of the world on him, and he took it to hell and left it there. He took it there and left it there. So, so we don't have to deal with it no more now. So we can just say, God, I, you know, when we mess up, God, I, I, forgive me. He took all that on him, and now we can just repent and, and be, be, be saved in Christ. It's already done. All you got to do is accept it and open it up and say, hey, here's salvation. I want, I want to accept this love, and I want to apply it to my life because you've already taken all the sin from me. Now I've just got to give it to you and, keep it and leave it in your hands rather than trying to take it back. His love is enough to cover all the sins of the world, and his love is definitely good enough and, and, and wide enough and strong enough to cover all the sin, the hurt, the pain in and, 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 and your life as well. 
despite what we might know or think in our heads. His love his, his is so different for his ability to love. We look at love in our way. His love is so much greater. His ways of loving are so much greater. We think, well, if you love me, then you'll give me this. If you love me, then you'll do this for me. If you love me, do And God's like, I don't show love like that all the time. I got different ways of showing my love for you. And the good news this morning, the bottom line is that, that, that this advent of love is that God loves you, period. He will always love you, period. He will never stop loving you, period. No matter what you do, how far you stray, or what goes on in your life, he will always love you, not because of anything you've done. And he's not going to take it back tomorrow. He's not going to be like, that, like, like maybe a mother or a father or a spouse or a friend or an enemy that told you they loved you, and then all of a sudden one day you did something they didn't like, and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of your life. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm through with you. You're dead to me. I don't want to be a part of your life anymore. It's not like that. God's not like you're, not, you're never going to do anything bad enough for God to say, I'm out of your life. I'm done. You're dead to me. He's going to say, no, I love you. I died for you. God loves you purely, perfectly. He loves you wholly. He loves you lavishly. If we could just understand the, the, the hurricane, the reckless, that, that song is just so beautiful. If we could understand the reckless love that he has for us. No matter how unlovable you are or how unlovable you feel, he pours out his love unendingly. We have people in our lives that, that, are, that are seen sometimes unlovable, don't we? You know, but that, but that group that was down there that, that, night, that night, you know, Joseph and Mary and the, and the smelly shepherds and, the, and, and the, the, the wise men and all them, they, they were just a group of people. They might not have been the most lovable themselves, but God loved them enough to even put them a part of the story. But let's dig a little deeper than the story. Behind the Christmas, Christmas, Christmas play, Christmas robes, and, and, and the animals that are on the stage and all that. Let's go a little deeper to that, to that night. Where, where do you find yourself in God's love? Will you be one of those ones that would have been seeking them like, like the shepherds and the wise men, seeking to find Christ? Or would you have been one, ah, oh, he's not here. He, no, who cares? He, who, who, who is he? Who, would, or would you be one that would be rejecting him? Or would you be one that was seeking him to, to fully engage in him in a deeper way in your own life? Paul offered the Ephesians a, a prayer. And he said, then Christ, in uh, Ephesians 3, 17 and 19, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down deep in God's love and he will keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all that God's people should that how wide, how long, how high, and how deep God's love is. May you experience this love of Christ, though it's too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness and life and power that comes from God. His love is too great and powerful to understand. Pastor Doug, you know, you talked about love, I don't know, a month or so ago, and you talk about it several times a year. You, listen, love is something that you can never preach enough on. Love is something, because you know why? Because every time I preach on it, half of you in this room got issues with love. Whether you're loving yourself, or loving your neighbor, or loving God. So it's good. It's always good for us to constantly, if we could just, if I could, I, I really could preach on it every single week. Because if I truly did, the church, we all might finally get it, wouldn't we? Because that's what it's all about. There is nothing else. It's love. 
the love of God to us and for us to others. Vertical love and horizontal love. That's it. So we should just be able to preach that and talk that every single time. Because that was my first thought. When I, you know, I had preached on, I didn't think about it when I preached on love about a month ago. And then you know, we got here, so, oh, the second week's on love. Oh, that, is that going to, and then I started thinking, well, how can I preach too much on love? There's nothing greater than we can re, re, be reminded of God's love for us. Because the more you put it in your head and the more you, you download it into your system, when it, whenever the enemy tries to come up and say you're not loved or you're not lo- lovable, then we can pull it up out of, our, out of our hard drive and say, wait, you're a liar. I am loved because I understand love now. God's love is deep and wide and high and long. And it says it's so deep and wide, high and long that we can't even understand it. I can't wait to get to heaven to truly feel the depth of his love right there in his presence. The people of Israel felt abandoned as well. But they grew weary of waiting and questioned God's love. They kept questioning God's love over and over and over. Is he really here for us? Does he really care? But his love never failed all along he he carried them and sustained them all through all their uncertainty he never left them hallelujah god was <laughs> one time i was at i was at a uh, this is so wonderful to me because one time i was at a youth, i was a, preaching at a youth camp and all the lights went out in the whole place i said i can still see just watch me i said and listen and so we went right on with the revival right there, and, and we had it, and just, from just the light of this right here, and we had kids get saved that night. It was incredible. But t- tonight, I want to tell you today, I'm sorry, Jesus was God's love with skin on. You hear me all the time say, hey, go out into this community and be Jesus with skin on. Go out there and love people, because you may be the only Jesus they see. Okay? Well, Jesus was God's love with skin on. God's love he put his love into Jesus and said, okay, go show them the love. So when we are Jesus with skin on, when we're out there, then we should be God's love. Amen? I love that. God's love. I, I just never looked at it that way that, that Jesus, I looked at Jesus as Jesus, even though I know we have the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But Jesus was God's love wrapped up in skin. He just said, look here, I want to show you how much I love. I keep focusing on the son part. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. Yeah, he gave his only son, but he gave his son in the form of love. And nothing can tear us away from it. Matter of fact, Romans 8, 37, 38 says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can either separate us from, ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life nor angels, nor demons, nor fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Oh, that's so beautiful. Not even the powers of hell can separate us. We live so much beneath our abilities. I guarantee you, if, 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 if Satan himself walked in here, half of y'all would hit them side doors. I'm out. When all we got to do is stand up and look at it square in the face and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We don't have to be scared of the enemy. He's defeated. God has already defeated him, and he knows that we are God's children. He knows the end game. You know, you always say, I read the end of the book. You know, when we went, well, we read the end of the book, we win. And Satan knows the end of the book. He knows he loses. He's already been told. But what he's trying to do is grab as many as he can in the meantime. And who can I take with me? 
I know I've lost, but who can I get on my team before, before the end game? And the last one, love overflows. Does anybody have company coming over for, for Christmas? Family, siblings, uncles, aunts. Such a wonderful time. I love being together. But how many knows whenever you, you're going to get all these people you don't see a whole lot? After about maybe six hours, three hours, three days, you're going to be sick of them? It's just because you're not used to one another. You're like, oh, I forgot about you, Uncle Joe. I keep talking about Uncle Joe, though. That's my name. I always say Uncle Joe. But, you know, you, you, get, you, you get a little tired of people sometimes, you know, because, and then you have some people that, 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 that just really grate your nerves, you feel like. But the thing is, is, is sometimes, and a lot of times, the person that gets on our nerves the most is the person that we love the most. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so what I'm saying is sometimes it's your husband or your wife. It's always, it gets on your nerves the worst, but that's the person you love the most. You know, it's because, you know, but why? Why can it get, they get on your nerves so bad? So much my wife never gets on my nerves. I get on her nerves. But, but why, how can somebody get on your nerves so bad at times, but you love them so much? You know, because that's the kind of love that God has. The thing is, is that God's like, we never get on his nerves. It's like, it's okay. I love you regardless. You're not on my nerves. Sometimes we are unlovable. And sometimes there's people around us that's unlovable. Maybe during this Christmas holidays, you're going to find people that are unlovable because they're ill and they're mean and they're rude. But you know what? So let's stop and think about that a second. They're unlovable to us because they're mean and they're rude and they're obnoxious and they're loud and, and they're cutting us off and they're, they're jumping in front of the line and they're just not hitting us and not saying I'm sorry and they're slamming doors in our face. Well, let's think about what could be happening in their life. What could be happening? Could they have lost a mother or a father at Christmas? Could they have lost a son? Could they have gotten a car, did somebody, somebody in a car wreck? Could, they have, could somebody have got cancer last Christmas? Who, who knows what it is? My point is, is there's probably a reason for that. There's people that seem unlovable. So what can we do? Is just show love to them. Put on your God goggles and say, you know what, I want to knock you in your left eye. But you know what, <laughs> that's my flesh. But you know what, my heart, my soul, my strength that's within me just wants to show you so much love. And so show that love. The, the best people you can show love to this Christmas, the best people, is not the people that, 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 that know that, that love you. Show it to people who don't know you. People who are rude and obnoxious. And they want to cut, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and cut in. I'm not going to match my blow-up button today. I'm going to let you just come right on in. But just showing love to people who are, because you never know what's going on in their life. Even in, even in the line in the grocery store, what's going on? God's love is so overwhelming to us, and, and he, he wants us to show love even to those people who are unlovable. And those people who are un unlovable are unlovable for a reason. Because of the fact that something's going on in their life that the enemy's got a hold of them. Matter of fact, 1 Peter 1 and 22, if Don would come on up. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Love each other deeply with all your heart. This doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. In times it's going to be, it's going to be rough. But I want to read a little passage, about 10 verses from 1 John, that sums up the connection from God's love 
for our love for others. It's in First uh, John 4, 7 through 19. Such a beautiful scripture. I want you to soak this in today. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely are to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us the Spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God, having God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And we, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on that judgment day. But we can face him with confidence that because we live like Christ here in this world, such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels or casts out all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. For this shows that we have not fully experienced the perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. So let's take away three points from that scripture. That God is love. That God has sent his son as a sacrifice for us. And that was Jesus. God's love from the start that he gives from us. And if we can't love somebody else, we haven't fully understood God's love in the first place. God's love is enough for us today, tomorrow, and for always. God loves overflows, should overflow in us and through us. The gift of God's Son is that we celebrate God by putting that love into effect through Jesus. John 3.16 tells us that this is what love is, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and that we are to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So as we prepare our hearts expectantly and purposefully in, of celebration of Christ's birth, let us also put into practice his love flowing through us. And I want you just to practice that love this season. I know it's hard at times because you get frustrated, you get anxious, you get anxiety, you get stressed because of all the hoopla and all the stuff. Let's just purpose. You know what we talk about a lot of times in relationships, boundaries. You know, teenagers used to ask me all the time, how far is too far? I said, well, you know, if you set up boundaries, you ain't got to worry about that. You say, hey, there'll be none of this, this, and this. So therefore, when you get that point, you know that's, that's, that's far as I go. So when you, when, and, and this Christmas, set up boundaries for yourself. When this happens to me, I won't respond this way. When this happens, I won't respond that way. When this happens, I will respond this way. 
when this happens, I will respond this way. So then when you get to that place, you've already set a boundary in your life and you know how to respond. But when you don't set a boundary in your life, then what happens? You respond out of your flesh, right? Not out of your spirit. Let me close with this one prayer of Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. I read it a while ago. I want to say it as a benediction. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and how high, and how deep the love of Christ is. To know that love has surpassed knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Would there be anybody here today that says, I don't understand that love. I don't know that love. And I want to receive that love. 